Welcome to the John and Tom Show. This is episode 14 slash 15. We had an early episode. Episode one was about eight minutes long and we never released it. So I didn't oh, know if we were, right? I wasn't sure if this was ever going to be anything. I wasn't sure if we were going to continue doing this, but now we're, we're on episode, I guess it's technically uh, 15. But I've always been one behind. It's always been a little off. So I'm just going to correct it. This is episode 14 slash 15. The next one will be episode 16. So okay, for those go. of you at home who are so curious about all that, there you go. And actually keeping track of it. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us um, yet again for another installment. This is, uh, it is uh, April 9th, 2021. We are just creeping and crawling through the year, um, watching things happen. Um I wanted to say one thing about uh, last episode. Um, you had said um, there was a point where I think it was near the end, right before we called Ari, and I said, "Okay, Tom, if you don't know it, all my friends are cool." And you said, uh, "Hey, I'm cool. I'm your friend." And I didn't respond because Ari came on. And I just want to say, yes, you are cool. Okay, and you're thank my friend. You. So. Thank you, man. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I felt a little left out. <laughs> I'm well, I, I, I didn't know whether you included me in that or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so just to be clear, uh, Tom is my friend and he is also cool. Yeah. And John's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It goes both ways. I wasn't assuming that I was automatically cool, but thank you for clarifying that as well. Um, so to get right into this episode, um, we we have not received any other uh, requests. Unfortunately, I was hoping to, that the email... My email inbox was going to just fly off the handle and steam was going to come off of it or, you know, because hmm. of um, all the all the requests for topics and questions. And <laughs> but it didn't happen. Well, so, so far, Linda, God love you. Yeah, uh, Linda came through. One, yes. Um, I hope that was entertaining. But uh, so let's just get right into some of our um, current issues, uh, topics that we like to cover. Um, maybe just go down the list. Um Number one, uh, well, you know, whatever. There's, there's no order. There's no order of priority here, but um, QAnon. Um, one last thing to say about QAnon, I think, at this point. It, something came up, and I, I saw that they um, they had to correct that, you know, the people running for Congress, they had initially thought it was a fairly low number, although two, actually, two people actually did succeed in getting elected on QAnon platforms. That's... Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert, and um, but they were apparently ninety-seven candidates, and you know that blew that me ran away. Ran for Congress in the country, ninety-seven that ran on QAnon platform. Yeah, I that you know I you sent I, you sent me the uh, article and I read it and I'm like ninety-seven. You got to be kidding me. It's that's a lot of people. Again, I really just think that that. Could have only happened in that administ during during that administration where people were under the spell, um, but nowadays I just I don't see that happening again th during this four years. I don't think anybody's going to run on QAnon. Well, QAnon is getting debunked a lot, yeah, right now. But there will be Trump people running in you know for in the next two the next midterm election. I'm sure there'll be a fair amount of like you know because because still that kind of segues to the next thing. Still, uh, fifty percent of Republicans think that January 6th was carried out by Antifa mm -hmm. or was either one carried out by Antifa or totally peaceful where yes. they, where they yeah. were, hugging, <laughs> <laughs> where they were totally, they were just hugging the, the officers as Trump says. As, yeah, so there, yeah, there's, yeah, the fact that five people left five people dead in a, yeah. in a quite a number of uh capital policemen seriously injured oh no that was peaceful yeah it was I mean, peaceful that, that's the yeah. that's the um you know picture that they're painting but uh you know it's you know 50 percent is not enough i mean that's 50 percent who what's the other 50 percent? we talked to, to ari last time on the thank you ari for joining us last time that was i think yeah, that was, was a good great. little segment he's a learned fellow um but he switched he's now independent he's not a Republican anymore. Um, he's an independent. So, but so that maybe that's where the other 50% is heading <laughs> to independence. Uh, you know, they can, I, I can understand why they might not want to go to Democrat because the Democrat side right now is a little cloudy. It's starting to feel maybe a little overly progressive 
at times. Um, I'm not sure who's who's steering the ship. Yeah, uh, well, I, I, to me personally, I think Biden's moving a little too fast. Uh, I just don't. I don't know if he's in charge. I don't. I don't. Well, I mean, technically by name, he's the president, but you know, they refer to the presidency, the president as Biden, the Biden Harris presidency, and mm -hmm. it's not Biden. You know, it's not. It was. You know, it's it's Biden Harris now. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's really making decisions or the one steering steering things. He might be a little bit, but it seems to be a little confusing. I'm not sure. I'm just unsure. You know, I don't, I don't, it doesn't seem clear to me who's, who's really running, running the show there. Well, you know, uh, getting back to uh, the situation with Ari, where he's, he's yeah. gone from Republican mm -hmm. to independent. I've heard, you know, I've, I've, I've seen in various articles in various states where the Republican party is losing members and the majority of those people that are leaving are becoming independents, right. which to me is fantastic because that means they're more middle of the road and we yeah. need that. What would be amazing is if, uh, a third party could be maybe this whole thing that happened and what's going on could could be the catalyst to a true third party. Well, and maybe know, there's enough people that are that are going to be in the middle that could actually legitimize a third party. Yeah, just independent. I don't know what you call it, but I mean, there's a lot of different third parties out there, but I don't know if any of them and truly embody, you know, what we're what we. You know, yeah. the, the 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 middle ground, maybe exactly. call it the middle party or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I like you, the uh, moderates. I I, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure what you'd call them. Uh, the logic party. The uh, <laughs> the, the common sense party. Part. The, yeah, sense, yeah, yeah. That's better. Yeah. Yeah. Just the horse uh, sense something party. in the middle, uh, where you 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 think about each issue as it comes. It's yeah. not predetermined. It's not. It's something that comes, and you actually just sit down and you think about it. You talk about it. You debate it. Uh, and then you make up your mind. It's not yeah. made up before it comes. Um, that would be cool. That would be one of the like the the, the ten, tenets of the uh, <laughs> of the party. Well, we you think know, about things. Like you said, uh, democracy is is about compromise, right. and and we're seeing less and less of that. And so I feel like we're getting more and more away from democracy. And I'm not saying, well, it's because you know, yeah. the, the left is communist or whatever. Hell, the right's just as, as guilty. I mean, if there, there's no, there is no compromise. It's funny how they have to, you have to categorize it into, into these old school, um, these old school categories of, of what things are like communism and fascism are the only possibilities of things. Like people could just be, a little brainwashed or they could just, as I'm saying, it's like the, the, it seems like the biggest issue is that people are not thinking for themselves. They're not thinking and researching issues before making up their mind. And, you know, I just, I think that's a very important thing for, um, if you really want to have a society that, that works, um, you know, people just have to like not jump on these bandwagons, um, to be a part of yeah. it, just, just to be a part of it. I want to be a part of the, the, the the Trumpers. I want to be a part of the the progressives. I want to be this. I I want. It's my identity, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't. It sucks that 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 is true. I mean, I think people, you know, if you're a certain type of person and a certain type of work, most like you know, there are certain types of work that you're guaranteed to be a certain uh, political affiliation. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, um, not maybe ninety five percent, right? Um, and that's too bad, you know. Um, it's just, I don't know, though. Uh, so let's move on. Um, another issue, we're kind of on the political side, but I I did have a, a question that we could just touch on. The, why I'm just curious why people don't want to get vaccinated. Unfortunately, I didn't have a chance to research this very much, no. uh, but I, I mean, I think there's four main points. Um, you got the um, sort of, but it, I think it's a wide variety. It's not just Trump people. It's not just Trump people. It's, oh, uh, no, I know. It's all different oh, types oh. of people in all political affiliations, all strata mm -hmm. of life, you know. Uh, but I do think that there is a, a big portion of our Trump people because that was so anti, he was so anti. Um, but right. there's also people that don't want to get microchipped by Bill Gates or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, they don't want to get that. They don't trust. Uh, that. I guess that's the third one. It's like sort of mistrust and fear, yeah. fear and mistrust, um, worrying about the, the side effects. A lot of people have that. Well, you know, uh, something has happened. Uh, 26 people yesterday, 26 people in North Carolina, uh, 
had adverse reactions to the Johnson and Johnson mm. vaccine to the extent that some of them died. Yeah, it's uh, don't uh, get the Johnson and Johnson is the moral to that story. Well, you know what I think it is. There's there is probably a lot of that that got some kind of contaminant. Yeah, in, yeah. You know, well, I think I mean, they didn't. They have to throw away a huge batch of Johnson Johnson. I think they did. Uh, mil- yes. like fifty million or something like that yeah. because because of the contamination. Yeah. So I, that's too bad. I'm sorry to hear that, but because J and J was doing great, I mean, you know, you, you didn't hear anything. Now all I of didn't. A sudden, yeah, I didn't know. I yeah. haven't followed their because the only thing we have here is uh, Moderna and Pfizer, which are I think the highest yes. uh, success rate as yeah, far as yeah. um, you know keeping you keeping you uh, safe from the virus. And very few side effects, other oh, yeah. than just a sore arm. Yeah, um, pretty rare. I but mean, the Johnson and Johnson one I've heard, and it's also not even as effective. And yeah, is that the one you only get need to get once? Yes. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's some issues there. I, listeners out there, try to get the other ones. Don't get Johnson Johnson one. That's just my 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 expert. Um, <laughs> well, as, I got Moderna, as a, so as a layman, you know, uh, yeah. If you still haven't got it, what do they say? Twenty uh, percent of the country is now vaccinated. Yes, fully fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is cool. Yes, but very good. We got to get to eighty five, I think, for the herd immunity to really happen. Like like you know, polio and smallpox. Oh yeah, they actually were. Those aren't the same. It's not like virus. It's not a virus, but it is a disease, and they those were eradicated through vaccines. Yeah. And this could be something similar where polio and smallpox were viruses. Oh, they were. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but they're not kind of maybe the same as like COVID, but, um, you know, we got her immunity through, through that, through vaccines. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that, you know, we don't have polio and smallpox on Mm -hmm. on a grand scale anymore. So that's something that people need to remember when they're scared of getting the, or hesitant to get the, the vaccine. It's, um, well, we, we could just, we could be done with this if everybody just went out there and got it. And, you know, they're actually talking about being worried about having excess, excess, uh, vaccines out there because they're going to, they're, they're ordering all these they are going to have millions and millions of mm-hmm. them. But like, there's going to be a point where everyone's vaccinated and there's like 30% of the population that doesn't want to get vaccinated. And they're just sitting there like, okay, guys, you know, 40% of, vac- you know, yeah, the people, yeah. they need to, they need to do this, but how do you get them to do it? You can't force them to do it as far as i know well you know i just along these same lines i just happened to see on a commercial on television this morning uh that's about that mm. it's saying you know why why don't people want to get vaccinated and he said well in one the one question they uh <clears throat> excuse me put out there was can you contract covid from the vaccine and the answer of course is no no and they've got they've actually got a website that you can go to that has all these questions or, or all these things that people are hung up about, about I, having a vaccination. I think the problem is that you've, they've been force fed this idea that the media and anybody that has any information is lying to you. Yes. Yes. And so they don't trust any source of anything unless it's coming from Newsmax or OAN or, or, or Fox or Trump. Or Trump directly, <laughs> and really, they 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 don't trust, and I think that is a big portion of why they don't want to do it. They don't trust. They don't trust Fauci. They don't trust anybody telling them facts because they think immediately that those are alternate facts. Those aren't those aren't true. So that that's the big problem. I think, and I don't know how you fix that. I I, I, I really know. don't know I, how you, I, I, I don't know how you fix somebody that that is so absolutely untrusting of everything. You know, mm-hmm. even, you know, it's like, how, how do you get them to take any action? I don't know. So that's the challenge. And I hope that somebody somewhere along the line can figure that out. Because if we don't get, I think, 85% yeah. people oh, vaccinated, yeah. then we're not going to get herd immunity. And we're going to be dealing with this for a long time. So that last 15, 20% of people, that could be a heroic gesture on their part to just get stuck with a thing and yeah, well, be, you know, be done with it. I remember when I was a kid, I got, you know, polio and smallpox vaccines. I've still got my smallpox scar on my arm. Uh, but at that time, I mean, you just did it. There wasn't this, any of this stuff yeah. about, I'm not going to do it or you, you, the people did it. Yeah. Back then it was you just know? like, you just did it. You know, it was where right, it was right. And you, you, it was a trust factor. Well, that's a yeah. trust factor, of right? Course. You trust your, you trust your government. You trust the experts. Yeah. That's what's, that's what's changed. You well, know? you know, I, th- of course it was just a few years after the end of world war two. 
And I think people still had, they were still so united as a country oh, yeah, because yeah. of the war that, you know, we didn't have this uh, diversity like, like we do. People were, they were united as Americans. Right, right, right. You just need another conventional war to bring us together, I guess. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, we do I'm not the first person that's thought of that. Though, oh, yeah. All right. Uh, moving on to uh, another topic. Just uh, wanted to point out there's a there's a podcast out there recently, just a couple days ago. Joe Rogan is obviously the number one podcast guy in the, in the world right now, which oh, yeah. I listen to him. Quite a bit, um, but he had Dan Crenshaw on there. On there, the guy with the eye patch, Navy SEAL. He's in Congress. He's a super conservative guy, um, and I listened to it once all the way through, and I listened to some of it again. And um, it's interesting because he says a lot of things that I kind of agree with, but then he says some things that are just completely wrong. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just like, wow, how's that, how's that happen? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> how can he, he be so it. right, but he, then be so he wrong? He does get yeah. it a lot. Yeah. If you go and look at his Twitter page, he's got like 12 or 20 points that he believes in. There's strong points mm-hmm. that he believes in. And like, and some of them are pretty good, but like, man, there's a couple, he's just dead wrong on a few things. And, but it's an interesting thing. I think people should listen to it. It's all, you know, it's, it, I feel like he's kind of a smooth, a little bit of a smooth talker, and it's he's kind of easy to get to to, to feel like he's an expert on things. Yeah, but yeah. you know, you got to whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not that's not right. You know, saying um, you know the uh, the Republicans are the ones that are paranoid, and Democrats only want power, and um, and they they you know, and it's like what some of the things that he's coming up with are just very very. You know, I don't, I'd like to know more about why he says some of those things. And, a, and I almost feel like he could, he could be convinced otherwise almost, you know, cause he, he is a pretty rational guy in some ways. But uh, no, he's, a, he, he's a villain to the right. Democrats, to the progressives. Oh, yeah. He is an absolute, he's got an eye patch. He's oh, yeah, a villain. Yeah. I know. He looks, he's a villain. He looks but, like a fucking pirate. But if you listen, <laughs> listen to him talk on the Joe Rogan, it's like, he's, he makes a lot of sense on, I'd say the majority of things he says. It's just that there's some things he says that are like, whoa, you're dead wrong. Well, you know, uh, John, a lot of this stuff, what I I think what to me it boils down to, like this, this bullshit about QAnon and, and all that, it's just, it's illogical. If you step back and look at it with rational eyes, you'd realize that this is a, a it's, it's illogical. Well, so let me go back to Dan Crenshaw for a second. Um, so I think he's blind to Trump and, and to Trump's um, uh, authoritarian tendencies, mm-hmm. fascist tendencies, and he calls Democrats fascists. Oh, I know. He, well, yeah. he, he, his point is that how he's there, Democrats are putting pressure on corporations to uh, uh, become woke and to um, cave in to some of these things like the voter ID in Georgia, like Coca-Cola and things like that. And I... I sort of understand it, but is that fascism? I don't think so. Um, and he didn't. He he ignores the fact that his, you know, the guy he was supporting Trump heavily, and he still it's a lot of, you know, he's really heavily supporting of him. He doesn't acknowledge that Trump was majorly a a, a fascist dictator wannabe. Oh and, yeah, and everything he was doing was in, <clears throat> in that direction. He's ignoring that stuff, mm-hmm. and he doesn't see it. It, and like that, that he might have been a little bit under spell too, but he's only focusing on the, some of the other things that Trump wanted to do, but he's, he's missing that. And I think that's no. a key part. Like he's a very intelligent guy, very intelligent guy, but he's missing that key part. Yeah. And he says that the, the Democrats are doing what Trump's, it's like this sort of displacement of blame to the Democrats. So I see the Democrats as trying to help the less fortunate a lot. And that's a big part of, well, especially the progressives which is kind of where it seems like where the democratic party is sort of heading. Um, as I said before, like I was talking before the show a little bit about, um, how I'm not totally sure who's steering the ship right now. And there does seem to be some, some interesting statements coming out of, of, uh, Biden's mouth and, and actions being taken. Uh, the voter ID law in Georgia, uh, Biden called it a Jim Crow law. Yes. Now, yes. Now that 
surprised me. Like, because yeah. I'm I'm having a hard time understanding how voter ID laws are Jim Crow laws, where majority of states already have voter ID laws, and it doesn't seem that difficult to get an ID. In all the like, years, and people have driver's licenses, right? <laughs> like, why the, is it so hard to like just give them your driver's license number or give them your social security number when you vote? Put it on your mail-in form. Like, why is that such a major uh, racist issue? I, I, I don't I, get it. I, I, I don't either. But it, it, as I was going to say, John, in all the years that I've been voting, uh, I've always had to show identification. Yeah. You know, either a voter registration card or uh, a driver's you, why license. Why would you not? Why, yeah, would you, why I, would you, wouldn't you want to show... Like you don't want random people voting and putting your name down. Yeah, putting your like, yeah, and vote, voting in your name. I yeah. don't understand yeah. the motivation. So if you're out there and you're listening, and this is a hot topic for you, and you're a, <laughs> you're a progressive, and you still listen to my program, our program, uh, send an email to the John and Tom Show at gmail.com. Yeah, and let us know why you think the voter ID law in Georgia was racist because. Major League Baseball moved their all-star game to Denver where they have voter ID laws already, which is weird, and majority white population. Uh, and Coca-Cola also took a huge stand on it. And Delta Airlines. And Delta Airlines. And that's and then McConnell is out there saying, don't get involved with the corporations. Well, don't get involved with the politics. Here, here, that was kind of Bill Cosby. You want to talk huh? about hypocrisy. Uh, he, that I... I, I I have absolutely no use for Mitch McConnell. I mean, I'll, I'll be right out there with it. I don't know why the Republicans ever made him majority leader and then minority leader and all that. He really looks like Droopy. He does. Droopy man. the dog. Yeah. yeah. But anyway. He's he nasty look. But anyway, he has he had no problem. He came out and said, mind your own business. Yeah. But then they have no problem with turning around and, and asking these companies that that aren't yeah. supposed to be expressing any political views for campaign funds yep got no problem doing that yep whatever serves them yeah whatever serves them best that's yeah that's how they're gonna roll you yeah know, and that's, I, I i just couldn't i mean that, that was so stupid i well he's done so many stupid made so many stupid statements he's contradicted himself i don't know how many times yeah uh but but that one really kind of blew me away i thought yeah you idiot then you're gonna turn right around and ask him for money yeah yeah trump and uh other republicans are just going on the rampage with trying to um boycott certain companies oh yeah <laughs> But I will say, um, I am a little concerned and, and I, you know, on that, to be fair, I, I do think that, um, I am surprised by Coke and major league baseball do, doing these, doing these, taking these actions and, and Delta. Yeah. I'm a little surprised. Like why, why, what, what, what about it? Well, the voter ID laws there is so bad. I understand I can't give a drink of water to people in line, but it's just, what is that all about? I don't even know. Like what? That's just silly, but um, you should have ID, right? Oh, yeah. It shouldn't yeah. be that hard to get ID. And if you, uh -huh. you you go anywhere and ask somebody if they have ID, yeah, yeah, I got ID. Like, well, sure. If it's not hard, I mean, you can go get an ID if you're a citizen. Uh, you know, you're you know really you're supposed to be a citizen to vote, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's, so <laughs> last I last I heard, that's that's I mean, true. Yeah. So you should be a citizen. It shouldn't be that hard to get a, a a license. You don't have to get a driver's license. You just get a photo ID, a, a state photo ID. Oh yeah. You don't have to get a driver's license. Yeah, so, people who don't have driver's don't, licenses still yeah, have state still get an ID. Yeah. You got you got it. How many times do you have to have an ID? You know, show your ID to get liquor at the store. You know, anyway. They don't uh, ask me anymore. No, really? Yeah, no, I wish sorry. they would. They don't ask me either. <laughs> Sad, but true. Although I like being old. Yeah, that's good. Um, so anyway, that, that's sort of, um, I, I don't understand. And I'd like somebody to explain that to me. Um, I'd like somebody on the left to explain the racist qualities of the voter ID stuff. Because um, you're, sort of, you're sort of making this statement to like, minorities or if it's racist minorities are unable to get mm -hmm. to get ids yeah it's not true that's not true it's not even true no, no that's not even so true. so i don't understand what coke 
Major League Baseball. These are huge corporations. They made the decision that that was that was they needed to get on this bandwagon. Yeah. Je, the the president called this a Jim Crow law. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah. It's, to I, me, I, this is a big deal. I think this is a big deal. It, this is something that does scare me a little. Yeah. With then that's why I think that I don't know who's running the show in the presidencies, and, and it, that feels like a ultra progressive stance. Mm-hmm. And I need I need some clarification on that. I need some somebody to explain something. Maybe there's more details that I'm not aware of. Somebody did say I heard that uh, if you apply, if you register to vote using your social security number or your driver's license, you have to use whatever that was that you registered with as your ID. Oh, okay. So like if you if you if you registered with your driver's license, but you put your social security on when you send in your mail-in ballot, that's not accepted. So they need to get rid of all that crap and just, you know, maybe just put both oh, or whatever foolishness. it is. It, it, is it is foolishness. That's foolishness. That's, yeah. So it should just be remedied. And yeah. if that is true, that's a technicality, it's BS. But I think I heard that on NPR. Oh, um, yeah. Said yeah. that that's the issue. It's like, if that's the issue, guys, come on. This yeah, yeah, that's grow pretty up. bad. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's very easy to to validate anybody's social security number. Yeah. Say, yeah, here's the guy, here's, you it's know, even name, like last address. four digits, I think. I, I think yeah. they only asked for last four digits. Not, yeah, more. exactly. Yeah. But, all right. Uh, enough talk about that thrilling, thrilling topic. Um, so I wanted to just lightly touch on immigration. I don't really, I, I don't, uh, unless you go there and you see what's going on, it's hard to know. This is just one of those things I you see pictures and I think there are there are there has been an influx down at the southern border of people wanting to get through. Um, I, I, only comments I kind of wanted to make are um, in general, illegal immigrant the illegal immigrant population in this country has gone down by twelve percent since 10, 2010. So and a steady decline every year. So in the last 10, 11 years. Um, the population's dropped a lot. What does that say? Less few, fewer people coming. I or gotta be or more people that are coming are doing it legally. I well, no, I say a f- fewer illegals coming. I hate to use the word illegal since it's kind of a yeah, yeah, bad yeah, term. yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't no, like no, that. no, no. That's what I'm saying. So but maybe maybe more people now. There more people now legally. are coming in legally. Yeah, you know, which is fine. But, Nobody yeah. has a problem with legal immigration. I mean, right? I, I, I'd like to see the, the 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 overall total numbers for each year. All Just immigration. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about illegal immigration. Yeah. I'm talking about um, the illegal immigration population yeah, that currently dropped. that that exists already. Mm-hmm. I think it was like it went from 12 million to like or like 11 and a half million to 10 million now. Mm-hmm. And so that that just shows you like it's actually going down every year and still going down. Now we're focusing on yes, there is a there has been a bit of a crisis. I think that the whole problem is that the way Trump talks about Trump talked about things and and got people riled up about things and and just like churned the fear bucket and uh, oh yeah got people all mad about things. I don't really think there was a huge issue. Like he wanted to build this wall. Like it seemed like there was negative migration almost like. When he came over, and like he created this this fear issue of immigration, and that became this rallying cry. But um, yeah, there's there's always asylum seekers, and there's there are illegal illegals coming over, or not illegals. This is a horrible term, but um, people that are haven't gone through the process, right? They're right. trying to sneak over the border, um, and there's always people that are trying to do that. Um, is it? Yeah, and and recently there has been a major influx um, because probably you know the. I think there's um, people feeding them information. These these people in these um, in Central America and Mexico yeah. uh, about oh, it's Biden's in power, and they don't have they don't they're not they don't have access maybe to the truth. And yeah, um, imagine how bad it's, it's bad for us. We're in the United States trying to get the truth. Imagine how it is in those countries oh my God. trying to get the truth. Yeah. So you're fed this information that's like it's just bad. You know, the cartels printing out those Biden save us t-shirts you know um biden let biden let us in t-shirts i think the cartel made those t-shirts oh that could be um, they're probably the only ones that have the money for they're it. involved you know <laughs> <laughs> they're involved uh but anyway um i just wanted to say that there's been a steady decline um well yeah it's been my understanding that well at least this is what i 
I understand from what I've read about it is that basically it boils down to Trump's out, Biden's in. So that meant the door was closed yeah. when Trump was in, and now it's wide open that Biden's in. And the, the, the reality yeah. is it, it is still closed. Like yeah. the people say the border. I just saw a tweet this morning. This guy, uh, I think it was the House GOP Twitter website said, the border is open, but your kid's school is closed. And I'm like, actually, my kid's school is open and the border to non-essential travel is closed. So you're 100% yeah. wrong there. Yeah. That's, yeah. Are, you, are you dumb or are you lying? Yeah, well, no, <laughs> like, well, you're I, ignorant. One or the other. It's, it's ignorance. It's just plain ignorance. Yeah. That's, so uh, um, it, it is closed to non-essential travel. and has yeah. been because of COVID. And it's going to open back up. It's, it's, it's through uh, like the end of April, I think. It's still because of COVID closed to non-essential travel. There's always going to be people trying to sneak over illegally. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's like this manipulation of like, oh, your kid and my kid's school's open, by the way. So, yeah, so my, uh, uh, my my grandchildren are going to school yeah, every day. Yeah, 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 everybody's going to school now. So it's um, more lies, but um, yeah, that's uh, a little frustrating. But so there is some of the bigger um, I uh, topics of the day. I would say. Um, did you have anything right now? I have I have a, a kind of a major topic that I want to I do want to talk about in a minute, but um, I was wondering if you had any thoughts on anything you wanted to share with us, Tom. Well, I this is kind of off the track, but uh, getting back to Matt Gates, not that off track. Oh my gosh! Anyway, Matt Gates is a piece of work. You work, know, yeah. In fact, uh, <laughs> by the way, we got our explicit rating, so you can cuss now. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, we. Okay. Unfortunately, I think the last episode, the part two, I I dropped some f bombs. Yeah, I and, think I uh, did too. And, probably, and I said yeah. the s f and f, I tried to keep it kind of clean because my parents listen to this. Oh but, well, um, you better you better watch it, man. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, I I don't. But want it's them, okay. That, I think it's. I, I think gotta it's watch all right it now. because it's I don't want them to think I'm a bad influence. On you, you know. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so go ahead. Gates Gates has done. Uh, I saw yesterday. One of his former staffers uh, said that since Gates, ever since he has been elected to Congress, his focus is not on legislation at all. At all, it's getting Matt Gates out there on TV and in the press. He's he's been on. I don't know how many times on Fox and all this stuff. He said he, he doesn't, he basically he doesn't give a damn about being there for legislation. And a good example of this is that crap that he was doing when he was showing pictures of nude women to yep. uh, uh, his colleagues while Congress was in session. And then uh, House Speaker Paul Ryan, Paul Ryan pulled him in and said, hey, you know, this is Congress. You're supposed to act professionally. And of course, he, he denies that that ever took place. He kind of screams uh, of a guy who was a little dorky in school yeah. and didn't, wasn't really well liked. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you actually look at, he's, he's transformed his image significantly in the last five years. Yeah. He was, you know, he just didn't have somebody, some, somebody, an image maker, somebody came and helped him with his image. Now he's all, he always looks in a certain way and he's got this hair and, and it's very presented in a certain way. But I think, I think he was always a little, a little dorky and he not too popular, didn't yeah. get his way. He might, might've been bullied or something. And now he's sort of getting his, he's trying to get his revenge or something like he's out there and he's trying to like all these stuff that he did with the women, uh, with his coat, you know, his, showing videos of or pictures to his uh, fellow congressmen of, of his and sexual conquest yeah because yeah. that makes that that's sort of like something he has to do because he's he had that in his past he was just he's he's kind of driven by it almost like he he uh it's it's a hang-up he's got him, this you know? kind of this this frat boy mentality of i gotta make myself look macho it's because he you didn't know. get to do that stuff when he yeah, was a kid. Probably. And he's oh, like yeah. and now yeah. he's getting some power and he's getting popularity and and he's like, you know, he's 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 getting drunk on it. Yeah. And um and uh, also he decided early on that his ticket his ticket was Trump because he, oh, he yeah. saw somebody saw he saw that that guy could get him. He's like a little mini Trump, but some people compare him to Trump and I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. He's nowhere near as bad as Trump. Trump is another level of 
of you know Mike Gage is just some kind of but you never want to underestimate these guys too because he is he's a senator right no he's congressman congressman yeah so that but anyway yeah. he he sucked up to Trump big time he was uh, bragging all the time about you know his trips to Mar-a-Lago and yeah. his trips on his uh, trips on Air Force One and all of this yeah. and it doesn't I, you know I would like to see his congressional record to see if he has ever even presented a bill in Congress. Hmm. Well, he but was I also, think that'd be interesting. well, another thing to note is he was the guy the day after the January 6th event said that there's evidence that it was Antifa. Oh yeah. He was the, that guy st- mm-hmm. stood on the Senate floor or whatever the, con- you know, he's house, is he house or Senate? Yeah, yeah, no, he's congrats. He's Congress. He's a representative. So he's a house, house, yeah, house representative. Yeah. Okay. So he stood on the House floor and um, said that Antifa was responsible for this. Like, oh yeah, he did that, and like, like that's just with no evidence at all. With no no, no evidence, just stood there, and he's that that type of guy, you know. Um, there's a lot of those kind of people in there, and it's amazing that those people are are representing our country. Well, you know, to show you, no, you want to talk about no evidence. He, you know, he's under investigation now by the DOJ for sex trafficking and having sex with underage minors and blah, blah, blah. So he did what I call the typical Republican thing now. He has concocted this bizarre off the wall uh, conspiracy theory saying the people are conspiring against him. He never did this. And it's actually an extortion Scheme. They call that wag the dog. Is that what they call it? Yeah, wag the dog. Yeah, distract, uh, you know, nothing to see here, you know, shell game, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, <laughs> it's, uh, that's a common tactic for people. Uh, yeah, yeah. And if you do it well, you can pull it off. He yeah. Can, he can pull it off, you know. Well, he might have a problem. Scientologists did that too. They always... Because that guy from, I forgot his name, and he was, he's a good buddy of his from Florida. He was a tax collector in Florida, and they were both supposedly both in on all this. Yeah. And so the guy, the other guy from Florida, the tax collector, is copping a plea deal with the feds, mm-hmm. which means in all likelihood part of that deal will be you will turn evidence against Matt Gates. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I, I want to see how this conspiracy theory works out if it goes to court. Yeah, I, I haven't you really know? heard anything more about it other than just mm-hmm. he proposed it or made it, a.k.a. made it up one day. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Or some, maybe a lawyer told him that he should do that. That's a good defense or something. Oh, oh there's, a, there's a there's his long-haired lawyer, that guy. Oh. There, did you see that? Yeah, he, yeah, They yeah. asked him, like, what do you think, you know, I forget what the question was, but he, he couldn't answer it. He, the guy's a mess. Yeah, he's a mess. His defense yeah. attorney is a mess. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like he's got to get rid of that guy. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. good. It's probably another buddy of his. Well, yeah, he's probably right. Met him at a strip bar. He's or probably something. right up there with Rudy Giuliani. Oh, and then Giuliani's oh, son God. is now running for uh, and, governor. And what's your name? Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I saw that in New York. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Little Giuliani's going to run Giuliani. for governor. And yeah. uh, oh, what was that woman lawyer? Uh, Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. Yeah. Yes, yes. Boy, I will tell you, if I ever got if I ever got in a problem, I'd I, I'd hired her in a heartbeat, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was really. I think the last episode, I was kind of like, "Did you hear this?" Did you? I was like really excited to talk about that because I couldn't. I still couldn't believe that that was her defense. Yeah, her defense was no person in their right mind would have believed yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah, no rational, logical <laughs> no rational person, logical would, person would, would, would actually believe would have believed it. Yeah, like whoa, you know that's yeah. that's probably going to come back to bite you. I'd say it's pretty much an admission. Of guilt. Yeah, that's. I mean, this ins- that's this crazy this crazy stuff but um well um take a we're going to take a quick little two minute break and then we'll be back all right all right we are back from our short little break ready to talk about infrastructure all right let's hear it for interest infrastructure and <laughs> and Hoosier lands own Pete Buttigieg yeah. <laughs> as the uh, <clears throat> Well, I, I love that he goes on Fox News um, now and, and sort of, uh, he's just a very, very smart guy. 
You know, um, it was funny. It was this was a few months ago. He went on Fox News and, and they did like a town hall. This was Fox. Yeah. And he talked and these people applauded him. He's just not afraid. Yeah, he has an ability yeah. to do that. To, to, yeah. I think that's a pretty good quality. Um I'm let me just just talk a little bit about this. So infrastructure bill, two trillion dollars that Biden is proposing and the Democrats are proposing. Uh, and there's been some pushback. Oh my gosh, pushback by the Republicans. Really? Amazing. Um, so, uh, and they're saying, oh, it's not really infrastructure. It's uh, everything but infrastructure. And so one interesting thing is that has come out of this is uh, the um, sort of the, uh, the definition of infrastructure. And then maybe we need to look at that again. Um, and what is infrastructure? And uh, what do we consider acceptable infrastructure to be putting all this money into and, you know, for the government to be paying for, for our, for our tax dollars to be put into like, so on, you know, as I said, Pete Buttigieg was, he's a, he does go on Fox news quite a bit. Oh yeah. And so I have pulled up a clip from, you may have heard this everyone. I'm, it's kind of out there. This is one I have not heard. Yeah, it was about a week ago when they first started. Um, and, the, and at the bottom of the thing, the Fox News says, Biden preps tax hike to fuel next spending spree. <laughs> that's, All right. that's Fox's uh, thing. And so they, they have Buttigieg on and he's sort of speaking for, he's the Department of Transportation. He, he's yeah. the Department yeah, yeah, Secretary he's the of Transportation. Yeah, he's whatever. Secretary of Transportation. So yes. they, he, the, the guy preps it by saying all these bad things about it. And then... Um, and then he, he talks to Buttigieg. So I'm going to play this clip if, I, if I'm able. Quick glance, what's in the package? Here it is. $620 billion to rebuild roads, bridges, and highways. $400 billion on home care for the elderly and disabled. $174 billion in tax incentives for sales of electric vehicles. $650 billion on electric grid improvements, broadband, water systems, on and on and on it goes. Uh, the Washington Post crunched the numbers. We crunch the numbers. We find that 5.5% of the $2 trillion, well, 5.6, of the $2 trillion proposal is only dedicated to roads and bridges. Why is that? Well, we're talking about roads and bridges. We're talking about rail and transit. We're talking about airports and ports. As you mentioned, uh, we're talking about things like the grid. Uh, I don't know why anybody would say it's a mistake to invest in the grid after what we just witnessed in Texas. We, we saw U.S. citizens living in Texas melting snow in their bathtubs to be able to flush their toilets in the United States of America. That is unacceptable. So yes, infrastructure includes energy infrastructure. You know what else is part of infrastructure now? Broadband. I'm proud of the fact, even though it's a little outside my lane on the transportation side, I'm proud of the fact that we're gonna finally get broadband out to every American because we know, especially in rural areas, how much that's cutting people off from opportunity. Good infrastructure planning is always about looking to the future. You know, railroads weren't part of infrastructure until we built them. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm sure in the Eisenhower area, they weren't thinking about things like broadband. They were still working on electrification, which would have sounded newfangled in its time. Now it's time to prepare for the future. And the millions of jobs that will be created by this bill are because this bill looks to the future. So that is a pretty good defense i think um he yeah does, he does a good job on on fox sort of you know translating to people like so they they're like 5.6 of this percent of this bill it's the same thing they did with the other bill saying only nine percent of it was for covid relief oh yeah it yeah. was uh it was 16 it was um 84 percent was actually for covid relief where they, mm -hmm. they just completely skewing things and now they say only five percent but they say roads and bridges because there's more to, to infrastructure than roads and bridges. There's there's airports and bridge, there's all kinds of things. But uh, I, I just wanted to share that Pete Buttigieg clip because I found it to be pretty cool. And you know he's on Fox defending um, defending some of these policies. And I I do um, I did go through it and look into the the bill uh, and and what is there's sort of four trenches of tranches of uh, of, of bu buckets, I would say. Transportation is $621 billion, uh, which includes uh, roads, bridges, all the things you talk about, rail. $174 billion in electric vehicles, um, which is, I mean, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second bucket is quality of life at home. Uh, it's um, retrofitting homes and commercial buildings, high-speed internet for schools, uh, $100 billion for schools, $100 billion for high-speed internet, $100 billion for water, $100 billion for electric. I mean, those are that's infrastructure, right? Oh, so that's, yeah. That's $650 billion. The transportation was $620 billion. That's uh, one, almost $1.3 trillion right there. Right, yes. So that's, almost, I would say the majority of that is infrastructure, right? Mm-hmm. Now you get to the third bucket, caregiving for elderly and disabled. <clears throat> Improve of quality, affordable ha- uh, home and qu- community care facilities for, for elderly and disabled, $400 billion. Okay. okay. So that's a government-run, I suppose, uh, affordable elderly and disabled care facilities, mm-hmm. 400 billion. That's a lot, but you could argue that that is also infrastructure. I, I, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last bucket is research development and manufacturing 300 billion. That um, would be infrastructure. It's all, infrastructure. it's, yeah, it's yeah, almost yeah. all infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, probably the one category of the caregiving, there's more into that 400 billion, uh, that could probably be, um, looked at. Um, but, as far as like the other issues, I don't understand where they're coming up with this, the, this resistance. It's like, all of this is good for the country. I mean, we need it. So what, I don't get it, but. Well, you know, we have had an infrastructure issue in this country for years. I mean, this, this is really nothing new. We've got bridges falling apart. We've got roads falling apart. We've got grids oh, yeah. that can barely handle what they what they have to and it, it also goes to water and sewage and you know pipelines mm-hmm. yeah, and all water. this stuff i mean that's all infrastructure absolutely uh you know and he said well you know trains and airports and yeah yeah it's it's <laughs> that's a lot that's and, and i think biden also had said earlier i, I could have played that too but in early in the way he was presenting it he was saying like this isn't something we're going to do all the time this is a once in a generation yes. infrastructure bill yeah you know yeah. It, it's badly over overdue oh you know, yeah it's badly badly overdue mm-hmm. and it's just, it just happens that it fell on him to get it done and and the republicans are saying oh you guys are you know trying to squeeze it in because the, you know th- this is you just love spending it's like not really we just want the country to succeed right like but what has happened there ha- there has been sort of a, a a debate and on some of the further left the, the progressives um are trying to are trying to say uh, things that are infrastructure uh, that are may, may can be argued, yeah, <laughs> arguably yeah. are infrastructure <laughs> on the fringe, at on least. the fringe, yeah. and that that is something um, like Gillibrand from New York, um, Senate Democrat. Um, she says paid leave, childcare, and caregiving are infrastructure, and, and Maybe, I mean, that's social infrastructure, I suppose. It just gets to be complicated. And so I think the average American thinks that infrastructure is roads and bridges and airports and trains and railways and things like that. So, um, and we just haven't, I don't remember the last time, when was the last time we had an infrastructure bill? Uh, I I can't even remember if they're even, I'm not even sure that there has been one in my lifetime. They've... I mean, everything's been patched and redo, but not not a comprehensive yeah. uh, effort. The, the funny know. thing, as I recall, the Republicans and Trump were talking about doing a, a, an infrastructure bill. Yeah, they wanted it. That was one of their things. We're going to build this stuff. We're going to do this stuff, and and they just let it pass because they didn't want to be the ones who were holding the bill at the end. And they yeah. always leave it up to the Democrats to do this because they're the spenders. But well, you know, as far as <clears throat> infrastructure goes, John, uh, if not now, when? You know, yeah, if it's like you said, it's way, way, way overdue. It needs to be done, and and Biden makes a good point. We're going to do this once, and we may not have to do this again for twenty years. Right. You know, it's not like we're going to be putting out uh, one point nine trillion every year. That's just, no. just one time. Yeah, if you look at the, I mean, if we continue to do these $2 trillion bills yeah. <laughs> that we're doing, then yeah. yeah, that's a problem. But you look at, well, I do have a little bit of a, I don't know about that, um, do the, the cash payments to people, to individuals, like to everyone making 75000 or less or mm-hmm. one hundred and fifty as a as a family, like they didn't take anything into account. Like 
people's lives may not have changed at all. They might've got a promotion and made more money. They still get a check for $1,400. Not sure I understand why. I mean, I I kind of think it's okay because that money's most likely going back into our economy Mm -hmm. and it's not as big of a deal. But if you look at it, you know, anyone making over that amount is basically, it's a, it's a wealth transfer. You're transferring money from people that have more money to people that don't. Yes. Right. Because they didn't get the $1,400 check. Right. Only the people making 75 or less or 150 as a family got that check. And so like, but so it came from the pockets of the, from everyone, but it's a sort of a wash from the people that got it. But the people above, they just paid $1,400 for everybody, every citizen. Um, it's a, it's a bit of a distribution of wealth, redistribution of wealth there. Yes. uh, In a way, you know, yes. Um, do I have a problem with that? I don't know. Um, maybe, uh, but it's, it's, you look at it that way, it feels a little different. It's not COVID relief. Cause like how, maybe, I don't know how many millions of people didn't really need that. You know, a lot of people did, and it's good that they got it, yeah. but they didn't take any, anything into account. Like who did, who needs it? You know, you also have unemployment insurance and pe- unemployment people are getting those checks. Um, which, you know, it's not related to employment. It's just, here's money, free money. Yeah. I, well, yeah. you know, I wonder, it's $2,000, John. There was 600 and then 1400 There's two separate bills yeah, well, that were passed. Yeah, yeah, but it was, you know, total. In fact, I never got the 600 My wife did. Really? I didn't. She mm. got a check in the mail. I didn't get it. But now, all of a sudden, uh, two days ago, uh, the government put $1,400 in my checking account. I, I, I don't Hallelujah. Know what six, yeah. I don't know what happened to the 600 My wife got both of them, and I yeah. only got one. So, I, you know, am I on the blacklist or something? I mean. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I, 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 that, that was just well, kind of weird. Uh, well, the, the 600 one was through Trump. And Biden is the 1400, 1400 one. So maybe yeah. that's because you're a Democrat or you're, you're yeah. not, you're not a Republican. You so. know, this, your, your wife is Republican. This so is a, I think I might've solved the problem. You know what? This is a really good point. <laughs> She's a Republican. I'm she an independent. It. She got hers and I didn't. Now you tell me what's wrong with that picture. Yeah. Well, that could be it. That could be it. But anyway, but even, okay, let's take the 2000 even. There are people out there because of layoffs and all this, uh, because of COVID, that are so far down on rent and mortgage payments. Oh yeah, two thousand dollars probably isn't even going to scratch no, no, the service. No. It, it, it's really, it, yeah. Is it really going to help you that much? Um, maybe, maybe some people it really will. Um, but like, the I don't know. I mean, how it, there was no analysis of like who actually needed it yeah you know it's it's sort of poorly done i think and i just it's kind of just a redistribution of wealth yeah you wouldn't know you're right i i I agree it's kind of all it is uh, in the name of covid which Mm -hmm. is you know it's not gonna it's not gonna break anybody's bank but it just it just adds to the discontent maybe well Um, it's of course with covid uh nobody saw this coming you know, over, yeah. a little over a year ago is hit. And, and what can you do? But, I mean, but, yeah. Know. So that's the COVID relief bill. This one was, this is now the $2 trillion um, infrastructure. Bill. Right. So, exactly. Uh, and I, again, I'm not really finding a lot, a lot of fluff in there. Maybe, you know, somebody at home can tell me that there is some fluff, then they can email us at the Johnny Tom show at gmail.com. But I, I having researched it a little bit, um, not seeing it. Um, so I'm I'm for it. I'm for it. I'm for the infrastructure bill. I think we desperately need it. Um, it's going to be good for the country. It's going to create a ton of jobs. Yes, and, absolutely. Um, it's going to be just good. But we're going to have to pay for it again. But who knows? Maybe it's just printing money at the. <laughs> maybe we're just going to print money and uh, continue. That's a whole other topic of conversation. Just you know, throwing out these trillions of dollars um, and just devaluing our dollar, uh, uh, making our money worthless. That's another conversation, but well, you know, I saw this was a few years ago. I read I read this really interesting article about infrastructure worldwide, yeah, and it focused mainly on roads, mm. and it turns out that like in Germany or France or whatever, when they build roads, they're twice as deep down as ours are. Mm-hmm. They make they oh, go yeah. way down, and they don't they don't require the maintenance that, the, that ours do. Yeah. The reason we never did that is because 
it creates jobs because hmm. every few years concrete has to be taken up and has to be replaced or asphalt has to be put down hello it, hello it creates jobs hello hello mystery guest mr guest this is <laughs> <laughs> i have a mystery guest this, on the line is this the, is this the beer man this is the john and tom show you're live, buddy. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? Oh, good. Uh, hey, I'm Tom. Good to meet you, man. Hey, Tom. I'm Gavin. Gavin, the, all right. Uh, there's John Beerman, and I'm the uh, the other Beerman. There yeah. you go. He yeah. is, we do have a true uh, not-in-name Beerman on the line. This is true. It's from Ohio, <laughs> the great state. Yeah, I'm in uh, it's, uh, sunny, beautiful Ohio right now. How are things? In, are you guys both in Indianapolis? Yeah, we, we are in Indiana. Uh, Tom's been here his whole life, but I've only been here for a part of it. But I'm back. Back in Indiana. Roger that. You yeah. lucky dog. <clears throat> so, we so, have, so, John, how how extreme is this podcast? It's not, it's not, hasn't been extreme, but now that you're on, there's no limits to the extremities. There's going to be a lot of X's potential here. Gavin is the owner of a brewery in uh, Ohio, and he did have a um, a, a, a beer one time called Extreme IPA. Extreme, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love IPA. Do you make a lot of IPAs, Gavin? I love IPA. Well, I, I, we, make a, we make a lot of IPAs, but none has been as extreme as the yeah, extreme yeah. IPA that we made back in... John, when was that? Was that 2016? Uh, it was 2015, I think. 2015. 20, 2015. Yeah, I was down That's there. That's a I, long time ago. I peddled some of his beer. Uh, yeah, he peddled it, drove it, yeah. dropped it, kicked yeah. it. Uh, I, I, uh, quick background, Tom, on how John and I met. I was I was at our tap room in the short north, and uh, somebody's like somebody introduced John to me because I, I know John was an investor in a at a brewery out in San Diego. And, and so he was like, Hey, who's the owner here? And they're like, Oh, this is Gavin. He's one of the, one of the co-founders. And I said, Oh, Gavin Myers. And he said, John Beerman. I'm like, Beerman, you're hired. You're hired. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, uh, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm like, God, oh, your name's Beerman. Come work for us. He's yeah. like, really? I'm like, you sure? Come in on Monday. We got stuff for you. <laughs> True story. <laughs> well, well, you know, Gavin, I, I I have to be honest with you, man. I rarely, I rarely ever met a beer I didn't like. You know, I'm into it. Very good. But but when it comes to IPAs, I, I'm so into them. I've gotten to be a snob. Did you? Do you? You, know? you had an ESB, good. didn't you? You have an ESB there. We had an ESB. We're actually going to start making it again. Oh, when we great. Open a, we're opening a small pilot brewery up in, up in Marion here in a, a few weeks. And uh, that's one of the first five beers that we're going to resurrect. Tom, uh, Tom's you know, a Milk fan Stout, of those. Have a vice and ESB. Those are a few that we, that we uh, discontinued when we started mass production, but uh, they're yeah. going to, they're going to come back on our pilot system. Well, we've got a microbrewery here in Indianapolis, broad, Broad Ripple Brewing, and their marquee yeah. beer is ESB. They've won a lot of medals with it, but you know, oh, I look forward to checking it out. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, it's good, man. You ever get over here? Off to, uh, well, we'll have to, we 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 well, it's like every place else. We've got micro brews all over the place oh, yeah. anymore. I just looked it yeah, up. There, yeah, there's, uh, I think there's over fifty in, oh, in Indianapolis. I, I wouldn't doubt <laughs> it. I wouldn't doubt it. The name of our ESB was the London Gentleman. Oh yeah! All right, keeping it super, super classy with a with a top hat and pinky out. Yeah. But uh, uh, John, do you remember me telling you that we're actually coming to Indianapolis? Yeah, I heard. Uh, was it Zionsville? Yeah, Zionsville should be our first one, and we've got our eyes on a few other locations. We haven't announced anything officially yet. We're we're still waiting to do the press releases, but uh, Zionsville will be the first of what might be three or four wow. in the greater Indianapolis oh, area. Yeah, cool. well, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be great for me, Gavin, because I live close to Zionsville. So, oh, very good. Yeah, it, that's a nice town. I, I, I take it you've been there, or it's. Uh, I've been to Zionsville. Yeah, we're we're looking at uh, Zionsville and Carmel. As, I live uh, in Carmel, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I vote for Carmel because I live there. Yeah, I I, I want awesome. Zionsville. So, but yeah, yeah. so the name of uh, Gavin's brewery is called North High. 
Is what? North High. The North High Brewery. Oh, yeah, it's North, North High, High Brewing Company. Because they're, yeah, North High Brewing Company, sorry. Um, they, As we like to say, it's, it's beer so good they named a street after it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if you're in Ohio. Yeah. If and you're then in Ohio. We, we, opened, uh, we opened our second brew pub on uh, North High Street in historic old Dublin in Columbus with two separate oh. high streets. So now it's. Now it's beer so good they named two streets out. Wow. Oh, that's, Dublin. That's how convenient. Jack Nicholas is it's from. It's very convenient. From, from uh, Jack Nicholas. Yep. From, uh, bro, uh, oh, yes. Dublin. From that yeah. place. From Dublin. Yeah, yeah that we're, place, we're yeah. Uh, easy, easy for you to say, Tom. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, about, we're, we're about 10 minutes from Jack's course there, the, the Murfield. Okay. Uh, Murfield course where the Memorial Tournament is held. Yeah, we're about 10 minutes from the Murfield Village Golf Course. Um. So North High Beer is, is actually very, very good. Just, I'm not just saying that because I work oh, there. Hey, I, uh, you know. Excellent, excellent beer. <laughs> John, how do you feel about delivering our delicious beer down uh, concrete stairs when it's snowing? Oh, boy. Well, oh God. I, have, I can always say that I did that. I, I delivered beer, kegs of beer, in below zero temperatures, and I usually just wore like a flannel. And no gloves. Before I go, I want to give a shameless plug because the, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. company that we're that we're partnered with that's bringing us to Indianapolis has already a few locations in in Indy. There's one in Broad Ripple. Um, there's one in called Cohatch, and they're a co-work community. And if you're a member at Cohatch in any of the Cohatches throughout the country, they do have vending machines. These are soda oh, pop vending machines yeah. that yeah, if you go up yeah. to them and press a button. Uh, free North High beer pops out. Oh wow! So, <laughs> that's one of the okay. one of the benefits of membership with Cohats. So, What's your timeline on Zionsville, by the way, or or, uh, or Carmel? Zionsville should be should be probably October November. Um, okay. Carmel's looking like Q one. Uh, no, these are like pop up. What, what, what kind of? Uh, I know you're running late here, but what kind of uh, establishments nope. are these? So these, the cohatch, what they do is they take, um, they'll take a large building and turn it into, you know, 20 Multiple. to 30 yeah. rentable offices. And, uh, and then they have co-work space. And then we, in many of their locations operate as like an anchor retail tenant. So they're our landlord and we operate a brew pub out of the space as well. Okay. So, oh, okay. So they're like, uh, like how much square feet are you talking They're about? like commercial development then. Yeah, way. their commercial development, uh, the one I'm sitting in right now has 12,000 square feet and but, we don't have anything in it. But your um, portion of that would then, be like a thousand or something? Yeah. So in, yeah. Uh, like in, for example, in Dublin, they're doing 11,000 square foot of uh, co-work space and we've got 4,000 square feet 4, of retail. Huh. That's good. Yep. That's a good yep. amount. So a decent yeah. sized brew pub. That's like a, yeah. um, we're actually, we, we've got one coming up in, uh, in Cleveland later this year, that'll be our biggest. We're going to have about 8,000 square foot of, uh, of food service retail and they'll have about 20,000 square feet of co-work. You going oh, to any other states other than Indiana or are you just going? Uh, yeah. So actually Indiana will be the third state that we open with them. Uh, we're going to be opening St. Petersburg, Florida in, in October. We are looking at Northern, uh, Northern Kentucky as well. Cool, man. That's great. So St. Got, Petersburg. That's cool. We've got about 12, 12 to 14 of these things in the, in the works. So looking forward to getting you guys caught up on it a little bit more next time we chat. Thanks, buddy. No, that's well, great. I know you're busy, hey, man. You got so it. I appreciate hey, you I coming hope on. I, was, uh, I hope I was a, a fun <laughs> and, uh, if not mysterious, a, a yeah, fun guest. It's supposed but to be mysterious, but the mystery went away when you told your name and talked about your business. So yeah. that's okay. Yeah, well, you know, but we even, even if you're not mysterious, we can still be extreme. You're a little mysterious and extremely extreme. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Gavin, Gavin, don't forget to get back with us and let us know as soon as you get your operation going you got in, it. Uh, yeah. in, Zions, in Zionsville. You got it. All right. I appreciate you guys. Best of luck with the podcast and uh, keep me in the loop. Let me send me a link when you guys got to get up. Okay, man. Thanks, Good bud. to meet you. Take care. All right, fellas. Take All care. Right. <laughs> so that's Gavin. He's a businessman. He's a very successful businessman in Columbus, Ohio, North High Brewing Company. Uh, I, I did work for them for about six months delivering. Uh, they were in between. They hadn't gotten to their distributor yet. Uh, they were er, they were still pretty young. Oh, They're okay. growing. Um, <clears throat> you didn't get a chance to talk about. They they have like a brew your own <clears throat> area in the, their original location had seven brew stations where people could come in as groups and brew their own beer and come back mm -hmm. a couple weeks later and bottle it. Cool. And so that was cool. Uh, but, and they're just, you know, they have a pretty good sized brewery in Columbus and they've just, uh, he's a very creative business people. So, but he's a great guy. We've, 
had a lot of fun. Uh, but it's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm into beer. Well, I was already into beer before I, I met him, but it was a good story because it was funny the way I met him. Um, he, he, that did actually happen. He's like, you're hired <laughs> because I was, I was kind of looking, I, I knew I was only going to be in Columbus for a year and he, uh, and, and I didn't want to get a normal job, you know? So I was like, let's just try out craft beer. And that, so I worked there, uh, helping them distribute their beer. And I also worked at a, uh, 60 tap, uh, growler place like a beer place called the daily growler just had a tap one wall just nothing but taps on it and then up above is the 60 different beers constantly Mm -hmm. changing very awesome place john blakely is the owner um really cool dude um hope to go back to columbus real soon uh i'd like to get a little bit of exposure in Columbus. Maybe, maybe Gavin will listen to this and send it to his friends. I don't know. Oh, probably that's not, yeah, probably that'd not. Be cool. Yeah, Gavin. Thanks for joining us for episode fourteen slash fifteen of the John and Tom Show. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at the John and Tom Show at gmail.com. Also, please check out CarmelSoundLab.com. That is my podcast production company. If you or anyone you know is interested in creating a podcast or starting a podcast, have any questions, give me a shout. www.carmelsoundlab.com. Thanks. Thanks.